Glory to God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. But if you feel like standing, you can stand. <laughs> I mean, if we didn't have no seats, would you stand? I mean, there's some people in ministry that don't have seats. See, we're just comfortable. Man. We got an imbalance here. I mean, we got, there's a lot of folks here. But <laughs> I need y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. This is going to help me out when we put the Mevo in the audience. So it won't look like we all scattered all out. We don't want to look unified. And we're taking pictures, so it makes us look unified, you know, so we can portray that we are unified, that we are unified in the heart. Amen. Amen. It just balances things out, y'all. That's all. Come on, y'all, taking my time. It's not. I just need. There's no. Don't get too comfortable in the seat you're in. You know? It looks so much better. You might need to sit by somebody you don't really know. You know? I used my 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 former pastor used to say that. And I'm like, I, I didn't have to worry because I was always in the front. The ministers always sat up front. You know, that's what they that's the way they were. And he was like, man, y'all. You're all balanced. You're all balanced. I mean, I see so much that, you know, when you're pastoring, you see when another pastor, what he's saying. You can't see that. Other than you can't see that. So it's important. I mean, you don't you want to be balanced? Yeah. All right. Hey, camera, you see. All right. He's got that radio voice. I like that. How's everything going in the service? It's going well? Good. For now. All right. All right. Yeah. You're in two, two armies. Armies of the Lord. <laughs> in the earth and in the heaven. Amen. Everybody doing good? Yeah. I know we got a couple of people out sick. Got to keep them covered, right? All right. Just wash your hands and use some stuff. You'll be all right. Man. First of all, before I get started, I have to. Where is Dan Star? Man, where, where is Star? See, oh my goodness, man, wasn't that just awesome yesterday? Oh man, I haven't seen anything like it. I haven't seen anything like. It. I mean, she's been doing this four years at ODU. This year was different. I guess after you have suffered a while, <laughs> you know, through your trial and your testing, you know, the anointing going to cost you something. See, that's why, that's why a lot of people, think, you know, they, I don't feel like this, I'm anointed because I, I don't know how to go through. There she go. Dance star. All right, man. I'm telling y'all missed a treat 
yesterday. Nothing like having a Christian event. You know, she's having her event right there, and Pride was having their event. The two opposing kingdoms. So y'all got to understand what's going on. And I'm telling you, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> to actually be able to have an event and you can actually pray and not worry about somebody saying you can't pray in the facility. No, it was a Christian event. It was. Man, made me want to dance. Get up there. That thing was awesome yesterday. I cannot wait till the DVD comes out. However we're going to do it, or I'm just going to play that thing here on Friday night or something. It was just so, it was a witnessing tool, first of all. I mean, the professionalism from the stage to the backstage, all of the people that she took out of church on Friday. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. They were still serving. It was serving, man. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, man, I can't even express the feeling that we had watching, you know. Just teacher, she always, you know, the dance was in her. She always doing dance, and but it was birthed through her through her daughter now. So now the dream, you know, all this had to come to place, the dance to all the studio, all of this. It's about your relationships and who you connect with. I mean, she can't be at a desk doing, you know, accounting or whatever she was doing, the billing medical. She can't be there. She can't be there. Yeah? Y'all be in agreement with me for the 100 students that she needs? Y'all are? I'm in agreement with her. See, but I told her that 100 students is not about the students. It's about her ability to manage them. It's about her ability to control her attitude. It's her emotions. It's about that. See, it, everybody, it's about your students. You can get some more students, but it's about you. So he can work through you, so you can help them. See, it's not just they come in to dance. They're actually coming, learning how to recover, some of them. How to live their lives. Some of them in bad situations, got, you know, ailments in their bodies. Mentally, all these things, and... You know, but they got to have a safe haven. Just like the ministry here should be a safe haven where you can come and talk about your sin. That's what I'm trying to create, the place that we can come in and we can actually talk about it, not judging. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's put it up to the word. It doesn't matter what I think. What does the word of God say? Yeah. So I'm going to do what I do. My job, see. It's one thing to know you can choose a career and, and you still not, not be functioning in your true call. Because most of you hate your jobs. So it can't be, that's what I do, that I'm supposed to do. No, because when you are in your purpose, there's fulfillment. There's not a struggle. Yeah? So most of us are struggling with our careers and what we're doing. Because you don't know your purpose. I mean, you got to, you know, it's a supplement. It's a job. But is that my calling? Is that what I'm supposed to do? You know, I was doing, I was out doing construction, building houses. <laughs> and I'm getting wood dropped on me. I mean, it's, it was bad. 
all kind of stuff. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not what I'm supposed to do. That's not my gifting. My gifting is to draw the houses. So let me get out of there and do what I'm gifted to do. That's where your prosperity is, is in your gifting. All right. Yeah, built by B. This is what you do. I know you're doing eye care and all that, but that's not what you, that's not your desire. Your desire is to witness, okay. So you need a place where you can actually use your gifting to do that. It's called Let's Live. <laughs> it's downstairs, this gym. All right. So, which is really good. I love what he's doing. He's, he's bringing in the married couples. And they're working out. Y'all got to see this. It's his niche. So tell your husband. Tell you, Okay. Tell your friend. Come on. Let's build something. Right? It's enjoyable, ain't it, Mario? I know that's right. It's good. Man, I just, I love doing what I do. You know why I love what I do? Go to Jeremiah, minister. Jeremiah 3.15. <laughs> Go to Jeremiah 3.15. Jeremiah chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart in the final time who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. That's my summons. Then that means I need to, I, ha I have to have a, a different connection than you have with God. Okay? So, it was so many key words what I'm going to teach. I'm actually, today, I'm just going to open it up. We're going to teach you on the heart. Y'all see what that said? I would give you spiritual, not carnal. Not a hiring. God is saying, I'm going to do this. See, this is why you have that scripture when they say, don't call everybody. He, Jesus said, don't call everybody what? Teacher. Rabbi. Because everybody's not. But when you find yours and you actually meet up with your pastor, that's what you call him. He ain't hey you. So he, yeah, oh, I get it. Just can't say pastor because I'm not your pastor. I know it and you know it. But you like what you're getting fed. See, this is, you got to talk, so you got to make sure the enemy, see, my job is to identify the wolves, the tear. See, pastors scared to do their jobs. See, we're on our journey. You're sitting down, but we're in the wilderness right now. So in the wilderness is where your trial is. It's where your testing is. And you need guidance in that. This is what I'm doing. Read it again, minister. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds. He's letting you know. He said, I will. This is how God speaks to his Prophets, then. I'm going to do it, not you. My word is today, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
then I'm going to give you the great shepherd. Yeshua, I'm going to give you him. But it's a key right here. He's telling you, I will give you spiritual shepherds. After your money, your body. No, his determining factor is that he has to be after the heart of God. Yeah, yeah a lot of pastors ain't after the heart of God. They're, they want self-fulfilling things. And you should know. But once you know, then submit. This is God's order. Obviously, we got to be here. Okay. All right. <laughs> he said that they're after his heart. Like David. He was a man after who? God's heart. See, he's giving you a barometer to know who is my pastor. Is he really? Does he really care about your spiritual development? I do care about your spiritual development. But we still got to establish our relationship. Other than that, you're not going to receive from me. What you will do is rob. You won't receive. You'll rob. Can I just be my little five foot, three and a half self? (laughs) All right. He said, who will? He trusts him. He, the, God trusts the shepherd. And he said he's going to do what, minister? Give you spiritual shepherds mm-hmm. after my own heart in the final time. In the end times. Where we are right now. When Jesus died and rose, we immediately entered the end times. We immediately entered the end of days then. Okay, this is where we are right now. So he's telling you this in these times, I'm going to give you this. Go ahead. Who will feed you with knowledge? Knowledge of what? Knowledge of him. He is knowledge. Uh, But I'm talking spiritual. See, it's spiritual. It's not earthly. Go ahead. And understanding. Process. And and judgment mm, and judgment. <laughs> but you should feel free to come and ask me, Pastor. <laughs> Go ahead, love me, because that's what judgment is. The judgment is love. Okay, judgment is love. What's wrong with me, Pastor? I mean, are you brave? Are you woman enough or man enough to ask me that? I'm going to show you. (laughs) We're going to talk about the heart today. What's wrong with me? How come when you say something, I I have a hard time receiving you, but I can receive teacher? Let's just put it out. She not your shepherd. 
know, this is the same thing, you know. How come at your job you, you listen to one of the managers and not the other one that are both over you? You know why? Okay. Man. Let's, I mean, this not this, this the, you know, just me warming up, seeing what the Holy Spirit wants to say. <laughs> I do want to talk about the heart, though. I do want to talk about the cardia. That's heart in the Hebrew. Okay. Can I, now I'm going to say a couple of things in the teaching. It's going to be repeated. I need to repeat it. Because faith comes by hearing. See, some of you might just be in passive hearing, or you, some of you might be in what? Active hearing. So I need to know. I need y'all to get into it. Now, don't be passive hearing. I need to be active hearing. Okay. I need you to go down to that alpha. <laughs> I need you in that alpha mode. The alpha mode means you receive. <laughs> you know, like when you're watching TV. <laughs> you got to be very careful of the frequencies that you adapt to. Okay? You got to be careful. You know, when two people like the gospel, you're on the frequency. When you lie, <laughs> there you go. You're on a frequency. And it seemed to find, it finds another person on that frequency. Evil communication is on a frequency. It looks for another person to communicate with. You, we got to be on the same frequency. And when you're on the same frequency, you can go back and forth. Boom, boom, transfer, back and forth. You ain't got to open your mouth. You ain't got to open your mouth. You know. They see, they see what happened. They be like, they look at each other like. I'll talk to you later. I'll call you later. But you got it, right? All right, all right. That's how we do it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I think some of y'all thought it was funny. I thought it was something. I see what my pastor used to say a long time. Y'all, you're like, now, that's funny. They sitting like this. Spooky. <laughs> he caught me like that one time, but I was thinking about something else. Oh, I said, oh man, I, my mind was somewhere else. I shouldn't have did that. He was talking right to me, too. <laughs> oh, man. But he knew I was with him, though. That's a good thing. So, the heart, cardia. Just let me get into it a little bit here. That's a good scripture, isn't it? Let me, that's a good scripture, ain't it? That means I got to have something to feed you with. <laughs> okay. Woo, I got to have knowledge of something. Okay, of God. See, it's just, okay, here we go. Man, I want to be known on earth and heaven of what I'm doing for God. I wanted to bear witness with my creator that I'm in my call, that I'm doing exactly and saying exactly what you told me to say. We talked on Friday about the Holy Spirit and the importance of the Holy Spirit. It's the most important person in creation. The Holy Spirit. And he said he inside of you. See, 
Is he? That was my question. Is he really in you? Because you would act and respond differently to authority, to leadership, you know, to each other. That's a true statement right there. That's not a fact. Facts change. It's your character. It's your character. Why are they call numbers characters? Because they don't change. They don't change. One is always going to be one. Two is going to be two. I don't care where you go. That's what it is. That's character. It doesn't change. Yeah. Okay. So you're supposed to have his character. You're supposed to be unchangeable. Christ the image. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Heart. Anatomically, it is a hollow organ. That pumps blood throughout the body. Pretty much it. On the natural. Pretty much it. That's what it that's its function, right? Yeah. It's got those four main arteries, right? Like them four main rivers that flowed out of the what? <laughs> I mean y'all put that together. God is like Man, people don't get. What happened in one of them rivers? Okay. All right. They were flowing until he sinned. <laughs> you, know, you get that blockage in your heart valve. You know, you got to get the angioplasty or however they do. Something's got to flow. Cardia. Okay. But the scriptures, on the other hand, deal. Uh, well, what I say? They declare that the heart is. Far more than that, more than a biological pump, right? The scripture describes the heart as the center of the total personality, especially with the preference, or should I say reference with, tuition, feelings, and emotion, okay? Since the advent of human of the human heart transplant, this is important to listen to this, the medical knowledge about the heart has created a mystery that modern science has not quite understood. Doctors report feedback from those who have had heart transplants, and science cannot explain why a significant percentage of those experience a change in their personalities and preferences. They have different because of a heart transfer, they, now things that they didn't do, they didn't have an urge to smoke. They feel like they need to smoke. They, they, they didn't drink beer, but they feel like now they, need, they have this urge to drink beer from a heart transplant, from a biological, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean you have to think about this for a minute. You have to think about this. So with the transplant of the heart, now... I begin to think differently. I mean, from the physical aspect that a, a new heart got in there. That just that in itself, I begin to think. Oh, think. No, I begin to think differently. My appetite is different. My desire now is different. One I didn't have 
It's there now. Hmm. Create in me. Okay. No, science is proving what the word says. It's just proving what the word says. Some of them report and say, I don't, I feel like there's somebody else in me. This is documented. Let's look at the first and second time. I'm doing this a little, just a little, little Hebrew teaching. Can I do this a little Hebrew teaching on this? Because you got to go to go to the heart of the matter. You got to go to the Hebrew on this. All right. So, teacher, the Hebrew word that can uh, translate into English as heart is used in Scripture in Genesis 6, 5. It's the first time. First time. Okay? Y'all know the law of first mention, right? Here we go. Genesis 6, 5 through 6. You got a complete Jewish as well? Put both of those up. Okay. Just for this one right now. There it is. CJB. It so reads, Genesis, or better sheet, 6 and verse 5. Adonai saw that the people on earth were very wicked, that all the imaginings of their hearts were always of evil. evil. Only. Mm. Go ahead, do amplified. Amplified. Sorry. <laughs> verse. Mm. At verse five, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination and intention of all human thinking mm. was only evil continually. <laughs> verse six. Verse six. Adonai regretted that he had made humankind on the earth. It grieved his heart. Mm. Man. The heart of God is... Mm. Don't even try. Don't even try because you can't even do your own to understand it. Don't even try his yet. Okay. Wow. Notice that man's heart is imagining evil continually, continuously. The man's heart, the man's heart is evil continuously. My goodness. Hmm. This is going to tie into the Holy Spirit, too. Okay? Hold on. Because you can do nothing in the kingdom without Holy Spirit. Wouldn't it be to your advantage to know even the works of Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit isn't Holy Spirit. But you don't know his works. Because your life is the opposite of knowing Holy Spirit works. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is why it's so important. That's why you should get offended when I ask you, do you know Holy Spirit? Do you speak in tongues? I need to know. You need to know. There's deep things inside of you that's only going to be revealed by the Spirit. 
thing. You can stay on the surface if you want. But we don't want to do that. It said God heart, it grieves. The word heart in the Hebrew is composed of two letters, the lament and the bait. The lament is a picture because they use pictures, pictures, pictorials in their language, right? And the lament is a picture of a staff, of a shepherd's staff. <laughs> okay. We're talking about heart. This is why he said they got to be after my heart. See, it, it's a picture of a staff, lamet, lamet bet. That is the picture of heart, the two letters that comprise of that. The lamet means to have authority, to urge forward in the voice of authority. That's what that letter means. That's why they get mad at the pastor, see. You only get mad when you're rebellious. You, you only get mad because of your heart. Because you don't know it. You don't know if it's running you or the Holy Spirit. It shows. I'm going to help you with it, okay? See, that gets into the teaching of the hardening of the heart. Do you know if your heart is hardened, teacher? Yes. See, we have to know at what stage of rigor mortis or cirrhosis that your heart is in. You know, like your liver, but your heart can be hardened. You got to understand. See, people don't want to really look at themselves. And then when somebody else show you themselves, they don't see it as love. They see it as an offense. Now, you, you're judging me now. They don't see it as help. Because you can't see that it's Harden. Okay, here we go. I said the lament is a picture of the staff, right? The lament means the authority to urge forward in its voice of authority. Second letter is in the Hebrew for the word we translate into English as heart is the bait. It is a picture of a house or a tent. Oh, man. Y'all know. Come on. It's right in there. The place where you live and dwell. Man was actually designed to live out of his heart. Okay. Here we go. The second letter I told you is the bed, right? Which means house or tent. The scriptures compare our human body to a tent or a tabernacle. So what, so what is the Hebrew word we translate into English as heart? The heart is a controlling voice of authority that is inside of a man. Okay, all right. I'm talking about in the Hebrew now. So you got to go, you got to go here. Because see, in the English, heart is just a pump. It's just some biological, you know, you know product. But not in the word. It's not. See, you just see it physical. That's how the world sees it. It's just physical. But it's not. I said, I said that the English, I said the English heart is, the heart is, listen, it is a controlling voice of authority 
that's inside of a man. I'm going to go ahead, teacher. <sighs> Who could know it? I mean, you can sit right here and not know your heart. That's what the word says. Okay, let's go. The essence of a man's life from God's perspective begins with a condition of man's heart. God summarizes it in a very short sentence, the condition of a man's heart. Go to Matthew 23:37, amplified. Then we can get into the teaching. Matthew chapter 23 at verse 37. Mm -hmm. In the Amplified Bible, it so reads. Oh, excuse me, 22. Oh, 22. Yes. <laughs> at verse 37. You know my heart. All right. <laughs> Go on. It so reads. And he replied to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, your intellect. Mm. Uh, that's a command? I mean, as a believer, you have no choice. No, no, let me put it this way. As a true believer, you have no choice. As a true believer, you have no choice in that matter. See, but now it's how I feel. It's what happened to me. It what didn't happen to me. No, no, you are a true believer. You right here, right here. He replied to him, You shall love the Lord your God. First. Mm -hmm. With all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, your intellect. One. Y'all know holy is really one. That's really what he's. One. You, you're to do this on one accord. With all of those together is how you love me. This is how you love me. With all, not some, not a portion. He said that you are to love. Look at this. With all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. I know they're three distinct things, but you are to do it in oneness. Means you can. Means you can't go to him and say, I couldn't. You absolutely can. I'm not going to ask, are you? Because we're going to get to that. Sadly, the human heart is not capable, watch this, of doing what is designed to do. I'm going to say it again. It's sad. It's, the heart can't, it's not capable of doing what it was designed to do. 
because it has been mortally wounded by this thing called sin. Try all you want. <laughs> this is why he said it's God's love, not the world's love. <laughs> this is why it's so important to have God. You can't do it without God's love, not your love. Your love is not sufficient. That's why you hurt, because you, you deal with people in your love, <laughs> not God's love. Because with God's love, you're not going to be hurt. You're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be lowly at heart. You're going to be humble. You See, mm-mm, you won't be prideful. And you should just run out the door. If you want to do go with God with being prideful. can't do what it was designed to do. The heart was designed to house the presence of God. This is what happened with Adam. Because of his sin, he could no longer house the presence of God. That's why in the Old Testament, you never saw him now come into and stay and remain. He couldn't. But he came with you. What's your problem? The veil has been rent from the top to the bottom. Okay. See, and it tells you in Genesis that the spirit hovered over the darkness. So, you know, like when you sin, he don't leave you. He's still hovering over you, but he's not in you. Oh, he hadn't left you. He said he can't. He won't. But he's still hovering over the darkness. Hadn't yet moved yet. See, this is what happened in, oh, they could not house. That's why they had to have a tabernacle. They had to have a temple. The temple designed to house the presence of God. Know ye not that you are the temple now of the Holy Spirit to house the presence of God that Adam lost. And then he breathed into Adam and he became a living nephesh. He breathed on Adam or into him the nostrils. And he was formed out of the Adama, the earth. So, he sinned. So now, he said, who told you that you were naked? Now, I knew that my presence now has left you. Oh, Jesus. See, you just say they had no clothes on. That's not it. His prayer, his spirit left them. But it didn't leave. It still was hovering. It had to hover all the way into Matthew when, or John when he said to the apostles, now I'm going to breathe back on you 
Then shortly after that, what happened? Go to Jerusalem now and receive the manifestation. See, see how, see how, nobody see the progress? It was the same thing he did in the beginning with Adam. And he breathed in him life, the spirit. He lost the spirit when he sinned, like you. Okay, Samson didn't even know the anointing had left him. He didn't even know. So a lot of you operating and don't even know. What did they gouge out? It's like written in there and we just can't put it together. That's what I, that's my job. That's teaching our job is help you put it together. Now you take this and you build upon. So you got to have the right foundation though. If your heart is wrong. Now you're going to build on that and not the truth. Oh, that's happened so many people. That's right. And they're afraid to examine it. You should feel free to come to your pastor. Let's examine my foundation. Why do I get offended when you say something? I know you love. It's not you've already established that you come, you work, you do what you're supposed to do day after day. You shepherd. See, but mm -mm. man is afraid that that heart, afraid to see himself. God had to tell him. Who told you? That's right. Then, Holy Spirit brings conviction. Have you ever said something and you just feel so good about it? And you know you're wrong. You know what that is? That's a hardened heart. That's a hardened heart. Because the heart and heart justifies that is right. That, okay. That, that's a heart, but that's also an evil heart. See, I won't go on this heart thing for a little journey here. All right? Just for a little while. We're going to talk about that. I ain't going to rush it because I need you to really examine this. All right? So we're talking about progression, all this. We had repentance, and now we got Holy Spirit we're talking about in here. Now he's talking about your heart. What is he saying? We're we on a journey, y'all. We're on a journey. And see, the thing that you've got to understand is that because of their hardening of the heart, Israel. Okay. Because of their hardening of their heart, Israel. Because of their murmuring, Israel, because of their complaining, Israel, 40 years in the wilderness, and they all died off. They did not make it. So while you sit here, and we're in the same situation, and while you murmur, and while you complain, and while you do all these things that Israel doing, guess what happened? They didn't make it in. Guess what happened? You think you will? You think you will? That's, what, that's, that's why it's written so we can see it as an example. 
This is what they did in the wilderness. You, you're just not in the desert right now, but you are. You're in Sinai right now. Because we haven't made it in yet. And you're working on your salvation. You should be secure and you're working on it. Not that I'm derived and I, I'm saved. No, you're working on it. I'm working on, when I'm up here, I'm working on my salvation right now. I'm saved by his blood, but I have some righteousness to do. I have some work to do. So don't just think because you come, you save. And because you think you saved, you saved. No, you're working on it. I'm confident that I'm working on my salvation. Because I'm staying on the path that he's already designated and planned for me. Predestined that. Stop letting him deceive you. Okay, we're going to get to some things. Whew. See, you should know I'm talking to the enemy. See, it's, it's a lot of time we can't even discern the heart of the shepherd. Don't let it. it they 40 years they murmured. They complained. And not one of them entered in. So be careful of your murmuring. Be careful of what you're saying about your, what you're being taught. Be careful. This is what they did with Moses. He himself. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I want to make sure. See, and this is what this is what they don't. This is what you when you come in here, you don't you don't really think like that. That I'm on my way, and I got to be careful of the stumbling blocks. I got to be careful of the hindrances on this path. It's the desert. It's the desert. It's all kind of things. That are there to distract me. Thirst, hunger, the elements, all of that is right there. And everything is there on the journey. And you need a shepherd on this journey. I told you, you need one that's designed for your wilderness journey. Because that's what we're doing. That's what, see, most people, they just come in and preach. But no, my job is to get you out and keep you on. Okay. The right path. And I, I can't worry about how you feel. If I worry about how you feel, I'm going to do this thing called Compromise. I don't want to compromise. You know, tell you your attitude stink. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something you already know. Because I ain't the first one that told you that. <laughs> I'm not. One, you told yourself and you know it. <laughs> you know it's you. You know your attitude stink. Yes, you do. I'm going to show you. What, you only understand how your attitude is tied into your heart. 
man. Tony. Do we want truth or we want somebody to lie? All right. right. John, you want the truth, right? I know that's right. You want the truth. And and the only question is, (laughs) how hard can I hit you? (laughs) Some of the truth, sometimes you got to hit them hard with it. You got to hit hard with the truth, man. But the Bible says that we are to love truth. It didn't say how it comes. It, I mean, we are to love truth. We should be truth seekers. Mm. Man, I want to know the truth. Don't nobody lie to me. I don't come here and spend all my time and, and all this and a lot. Then you're going to sit up here and lie to me? Tell me something I feel and I'm still struggling with this? I still, my attitude still stinks. I don't love nobody. You know, I don't give. I want to give, but I don't give. I, I'm trying to find a desire to give, but I don't give. Okay, a fool and his money will soon depart. Mm, that's what it say. That's what it say. So be careful. <sighs> I'm. I'm gonna show you also when. And, and I said that because it's a scripture that we read, but we don't really get the whole picture of it. And we say it all the time. Um, let me, let me, I'm going to get to it. Hopefully I'll get to it in a minute. And because we only read half of the scripture, we didn't read the rest of it. So you got to read the rest. We always stop. I stop. Let me, let me read this thing all the way through. Okay. So. Hmm. So sin is the thing that has mortally wounded our hearts and separated us from God. That's what happened with Adam. His heart was the issue. <laughs> and out of the heart is all of the what? All right, all right, all right. This condition if unmended, this condition of the heart is unmended, it will result in eternal death. I don't care how right you think you are. If your heart is not right with your brethren, with God, you don't make it in. Something as simple as that. And the, the pastor ain't te- teaching the people, you know, Brother, I'm not saying you can't change, but at the moment, this is where your heart is. Now, if you happen to die, thrash your foot up against a rock and get an infection, I'm just saying. This is where your heart is right now. You can talk about commitment. You can talk about accountability. You can talk all that stuff. But if your heart is not right, don't matter. This is the heart of the matter. This is, this is how we get deceived. This is what he does. Uh, the rabbi, Apostle Paul, he, he said it in, in, like by, in one way. Go to Romans 10.9. Mm-hmm. Familiar. 
Romans 10, 9 through 11. Should be familiar. Romans chapter 10 at verse 9. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart mm. believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart mm. a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ. And so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith mm. and confirms his salvation. Good gracious. Verse 11. Mm. The scripture says no man who believes in him, who adheres to relies on and trusts in him will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. So whatever you're dealing with in your flesh. See, see, it is good news. It is good news. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mister, go back to 10. Nah. Go ahead. For with the heart, mm -hmm. a person believes, mm -hmm. adheres to, mm -hmm. trusts in, mm -hmm. and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, righteous. acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, mm -hmm. and speaks out freely his faith, and confirms his salvation. Okay. He puts his trust in who? Right. See, most of you, you, at some point, you put your trust in people yep. who can't be trusted because of their heart. So you have been let down. You have been disappointed because I told you, you can't put your emotions where they don't belong. If you put your emotions where they don't belong, you're going to get hurt. I'm going to put mine in Christ. <laughs> How come y'all don't do that? How come the body of Christ doesn't do that? They put their trust in man. Paul said, follow me as I follow. <laughs> this church hurt. Who's been hurt? Who had church hurt in here? Who's been, who's ever had experienced church hurt? So nobody, some of you have never experienced church hurt? Who's never experienced church hurt? Never experienced, never experienced church hurt. Wow. Never experienced church hurt. Nobody in church has ever offended you. Nobody in church has ever offended you and you felt some kind of way. No, no. My 
My hand was up. That's a, that's a, that's a problem. Maybe you won't aware. That's what I'm talking about. See, you think it got to be an outward thing. But it's inward. You don't know what they feel about you because you don't know their heart. None is good. Not even you. None is good. <laughs> you are deceived. The heart is wicked. And because you didn't see them say something, hear them say something. The Bible said, all, all of you have sinned. All of you have sinned. That's right. All have. Oh, you've had some thoughts. You've had some thoughts. The Bible said, if you say you haven't, you say you're calling him a lie. You take that up with him. See, just, that is just, man. Teacher. <laughs> if you have been anywhere around people. You just didn't know they felt that way about you. You just didn't know. Yeah. What do you say? I can hear you. It doesn't matter. It's just like when you, it's like when you forgive somebody and they don't forgive, they don't want to hear it or talk to you. It's not about that. It's about you. How did you, did you release them? They may never come to you. They may never want you to say nothing to them. And it's not about caring, but if we really cared for our brother and sister, you would care. What? Say it. That's on them. That's right. Okay, I could put it, you've been hurt at outside. It doesn't. The church is the people. The church is the people. It's not the building. It's the people. Okay? It's the people. So, yes. See, but we don't identify ourselves as the church. So, yes, it is church hurt 
Because you are the church. It's not the building. It's not the building. It's not. So we don't identify ourselves as one. So if it happened to you and we're one, it happened to all of us. See, but no, we're not on that. You're not on that. It affects the whole body, just like a little leaven affects the whole lump. See, see, but we we'll never we can never get to that. We can never get to that oneness that he's trying to get us to. Because you don't identify yourself as the body. No, you don't. Because if one is all. And see, but no, we can't do that. We we can't do it. This is why, you know, you know, you get people like Dahmer, that whole name because of him. And you got other Dahmers. Don't mean that he anybody else is killing. But it's that name that is associated with it. They associate you with that. You don't associate yourself as the body then because we are the body. If one of us is all of us. This is what we don't get. See, everybody wants to say, you've been experienced church. Everybody just go, no, not me personally. But no, it's all of us. If it's just you, it's all of us. We are the body of Christ. Now, if you don't agree with that, that's on you. I can't help you. It's how you see. It's how you interpret. I'm trying. I'm trying. See, it's identifying. See, we're in a relationship. When you say something, it don't just hurt me. It hurt both of us. It hurt both of us. But because you might be in pride and selfish, you can't see it. I'm in a relationship with you. Because I care about you. See? You don't identify. You don't identify. I identify. If your house is messed up, guess what? Mine's is too. Just as in the body. You know, not my individual. I'm sitting here, you know, you arguing. I'm going, well, let me argue too. I'm not doing that. No, because I identify us as the body of Christ. There's one body. One Lord. One baptism. But see, you got to see your mindset is not on one. It's individual. That's called selfishness. No, it's one. Now, you might be in pride, but I'm not walking in pride. But it affects the whole body. It affects the whole family. It affects the whole community. Sin affects your whole community. Divorce affects the whole community as one. See, sometimes you have to have understanding and you don't have it and you need it. This is what I'm trying to do to help you understand how to think. Just because you think a certain way don't mean you might not understand. But at the hour, I'm the shepherd. I'm trying to help you understand how to think. We're one. See, that's the problem with the body of Christ. No, it's just me. It's just you. It's no over here. This not to them. They do that. No, it's all of us. See, we can't, this a mindset, it's how you think. Mm, mm, mm. Matter of fact, matter of fact, since we since we on there, 
Yeah. My whole thing is, is, is how we think. This is how you think is in your heart. See, you're not willing to think something different. This is why the word does. It gives you a different thought. This is why he came into the world, to give you a different thought. First, you, let's just break this down first before we go there. Uh, y'all disciples, right? Y'all, y'all are disciples. Have you decided that you are a disciple? Are you a disciple? Okay, we got that right. So can we go Hebrew on that too? Just, just a little bit. So a disciple in the Hebrew is the Talmud. Not the Talmud, but a Talmud, okay? So listen, let's watch this. Watch how Holy Spirit does this. This is what you got to understand. So a disciple in the Hebrew understanding is like this. A disciple in the Hebrew mindset is like this. It's an apprentice. Okay? You said y'all are disciples. Okay? All right. It's a student, an apprentice. A student, this is what a student, a student learns head knowledge. Mm-mm-mm. Now, the, the scripture said that he's going to teach you spiritual things. Yeah, but you learn head knowledge. Listen to this. Listen to this. A student learns head knowledge. You're going to find out what you are. A student learns head knowledge in order to know what the teacher knows. But an apprentice works with the teacher to learn what the teacher does. This is what, see, some of you just students, but you're not an apprentice. Listen to this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You want me to go and say it again? I'll say it again. A student learns head knowledge in order to know what the teacher knows. That don't mean you surpass the teacher. Is it that you know what they know. Y'all missed the whole point. It's a student. A student learns what head knowledge. He learns head knowledge in order to know what the teacher knows. An apprentice works with the teacher to learn what the teacher does. He or she can imitate. This is why you have to watch. So they can imitate what the teacher does. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father in heaven do. Be an imitator of him. Be an apprentice. Be a Talmud. Mm-mm. See, some are just some are just students, but no, that man is dead. Spirit, listen to this. All of you are supposed to be dead people up in here. Ain't no flesh supposed to be up in here. Yet I live. So the word of God says. So listen to this. A teacher, a student, an apprentice, he or she can imitate what the teacher does. The Talmudin, which is the plural of the Talmud, 
And you know, and like when you get the Talmud or the Talmud, it's what is it? It's the oral teaching. <laughs> okay. But the Talmud doesn't, listen, the Talmudim, which is the plural form, us, they don't just attend a class or read a book. They left their jobs, their families, their communities to follow the rabbi and to watch how he lived. That's what it is. You'll find out if you're a student or you'll find out if you're the Talmudin, a real disciple. Mm. Woo. All right. I didn't get into my teaching yet. See, Chef, I care about your spiritual development. I have to answer to God about that. I love you. I want the best spiritual development for you. And that's what I'm supposed to do. This whole thing is about how we think. And you can't make that statement if you were thinking correctly. And this is what I'm trying to do with everyone in here is to get you to think correctly it's just your heart is the issue not my words but my words make you see your heart whether you want to see it or not but you're supposed to love truth and you're supposed to know the lie Mm. And I mean what I said, Chef. I love you. I mean that. See, it's hard to find people who really care about your spiritual development and how you are actually thinking. All that does with me, him, or anybody else, it shows me just how precious our relationships should be to each other. That you can see beyond any flaw or anything like that. I know. See, I'm going to make sure you know that I love you. And the way to know that I love you is I tell you the truth. Got to change how you think. And if you're not willing, I got scripture to show you that. So you don't think it's just me. Right. Nobody won't carry the word. Mm. Nobody won't really love each other in truth like we're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Separate us. Sit right here and we separate. Let the wheat and tear grow together. He said, don't separate them. Don't. I know my agenda because I know. Your man know, in essence, who he is. See, the inner man, see, you know if I say something, you don't like it. Go ahead, go ahead. You know it. Yeah. Instead of saying, I don't understand what you're saying. 
Now you have an opportunity to grow, to mature. You have an opportunity to mature. And this is what Paul was trying to get the church to do, is to mature. We got to leave the ABCs of laying on hands and baptisms and stuff like that. We got to get to the mature things. Division is immature. Oneness is the power of God. It's how you think. Talmudim just don't read a book. He don't just attend a class. He left their jobs, their families, their community to follow the rabbi. That's right. They, they did it so they could watch how he lived. They wanted to be just like him. Come and follow me. I wanted him to be just like me. I'm imitating my father. Man. And you can. And you can grow. Just like that. You can be delivered. Just like that. You can. Mm-mm. Man, I don't. Yeah, I want to go a little further. I'm, I'm not going to. I mean, I didn't get to teaching. But I did, I did, but not, not, I want to get into the hardening of the heart. I, I tapped into it. I want, I want to get into the evil heart. I want to get into how to guard your heart. See, and this, like, incidents, like, this show you that you don't know how to guard your heart. Because it, when I guard yours, I guard mine. Hold it. And when we do that, ultimately, we guard God's heart. I and the Father are one. He's trying to get us to be one. But because our hearts are not one. Because the man is double-minded in his heart. We could never connect. We could never connect. I want... It's so much more. It's hard. See, it's like I don't boast or anything, but Paul said, in the Holy Spirit, I love you. This is the thing that you don't understand. No matter what, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Our attitudes. I'll pick it up later, but attitude is derived from your heart. You hear me, Billy? Attitudes, it, it, when you speak, you hear the person's heart. Yeah, but not the words. See, this is you keep hearing the words. It's not their heart behind it. Mm. 
but she happens and he's like, I'm that one. It, it, it shows in how you understand what's being taught. Because I get to, if you are struggling, I'm struggling. And I'm touched, he said, he's touched with the infirmity. We have a high priest that knows how it feels. What we don't have is compassion. Because compassion allows you to have empathy and sympathy for ones who are struggling. See, if I was just a, a pastor who don't care about you, we'd be out of here going, put your offering in there, and never care about you. And you all been in that. See, the problem is, even when you don't have a pastor like that, you still don't give. You know why? Because it's your heart. And if you don't give of your money, of your finances, you certainly won't give or justify giving of your time. We come here, we're not connected. We need to be connected. I'm going to connect with Dejan, but I don't force myself on anybody. My arms are open, just like Jesus. They ready. Whenever. You can come talk to me whenever. It's there. It's anybody. I'm just using that as an example. And then you have to be discerning. You have to take your time a little bit and understand and see their faithfulness and see them continue to come. Ain't that right, Mario? You got to see, are they, do they really want this or they don't? Because if you follow me, I'm going to require everything. Because I give everything. I'm not going to require of what I, from you that I'm not willing to do. I told the minister, my, my ex-pastor said, okay, let's jump off the building. Okay, are we going together? Because if you're going, I'm going. That's exactly what I meant. That just simply means we won. Yeah, the shepherd was in the field <laughs> with the sheep, smelled like the sheep, been with the sheep. I'm trying to tell you, knew the sheep. That's right. Man, I love y'all, man. I really want the best way. You don't believe my words and watch my works. That's what Jesus said. Watch my words. Amen. Amen. That don't mean you just come to me, you know, past our shoelace broken, you know, I want to talk to you for a little bit. <laughs> don't use my time like that. <laughs> hey, teacher, come on. I'm, I don't want to open up the book anymore because if I open up, I have to go to Jeremiah. And I don't want to do that at the moment. I do, but I don't. Ah, oh, man. <sighs> Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Please give God a hand clap for the word of God. It's a seed that's able to change our hearts, and our, our minds, and our way of thinking. Because truly, we are a people, when it comes to our heart, that we don't know it. 
But the word of God says, what it says, who could know the heart of man? It's, it's evil, it's, it's wicked. That's next but I, I asked a question. I asked a question to the question. If you're asking who, then there must be someone that knows the heart. And it's, it's not, of course, God does, but if he's asking who could know the heart, there's someone that knows the heart. Only a righteous person know his heart. Only a righteous person. Because I, I asked that question when it, and so we're saying no one but God. Only those who are righteous. I'm talking about living an upright life. A person who's led by love. You know your heart. But when the heart is wicked, which means, Pastor, I was, um, I'm sitting there intensely listening to, listening to everything, right? And this, we ought to acknowledge him with our soul, our mind. It was three things. Now, the mind at the end, I need to go back to that scripture because at the end, it said, with all your mind. Because it's, it's oh, heart and soul. So, heart, soul, and all your mind. See how the Holy Spirit is bringing things back to your remembrance? So, I'm asking, so if you don't engage with the word of God, this is how we tend to have carnal reasoning and then not spiritual reasoning so my spiritual reasoning was this you speak about three things or appears to be three things heart soul and all your mind right how is it to be all your mind because all of that is all your mind, mm -hmm. your heart and soul. So we're talking soul, your, again, soul is referred to heart and also is referred to mind. It's also referred to your intellect, your reasoning, your way of thinking. Hear me, your way of thinking. Your way of thinking. <laughs> reasoning. It's very challenging to separate or to be aware of who's thinking. See, this is what's happening. And we speak with great confidence in our own reasoning, in our own thinking, in our own truth. And we even share it with others. So I begin to ask, See, this is a spiritual conversation. So what should really happen is that allow the word to come to you. After you receive, really receive the word, that's what has to happen. Allow it to come to you. And then even after you leave here, the word will still be, see, it's going to find, it needs to 
find a place to be seated. If it finds no place to be seated, you're going to always have your own carnal reasoning and thinking. Finding no real true success except you be a student just with the knowledge of the books and not the apprentice. I, I heard and saw the whole thing and I never become the word of God. But I have the knowledge of how I should become. And even a sense of that I am a Christian because of how I think I should live as a Christian. See, I can convince myself not to be a good steward, but still I'm good. I still can, I still can justify why I don't commit to being, first of all, that I don't commit to serve fully in the house of God. It's so many things that happens when there's a spiritual conversation and you can never leave it. Because when you step out into your own reason, your own thinking, this is how you're then under the, the voice of the authority of the voice of the enemy. See, pastor, this whole mind, he said, with your, all your mind, so with the mind of Christ, because it has to be the mind of Christ that you surrender your way of thinking, which are your thoughts. Because this is, this is what it's all about. Thought. Thought. And I'm telling you, when you have to change your way of thinking, again, I've said this before, your, the neurons, this is something that's physically going on in your mind. Your neurons, see, it is, it's, this is a fact. It feels like trauma to change your way of thinking. It's very traumatic to think differently. Exactly, and it's very traumatic. It's, see, it, it, it's, it's depressing. And you feel with anxiety, anger, sadness, it's all these different emotions because it's traumatic. Because of the neurons that's going off, that's firing off from a path that you have been accustomed. I mean, accustomed. It is a norm path that you have to destroy. And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts, minister, to destroy your thoughts. It's very traumatic. Not a wise man. See, but this is the struggle, the thought of man. But we have to see, but we 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 need to get an understanding. The word of God is using the soul and the heart to get you to understand the conscience of man because that is the heart. The conscience of man is your heart. It is, a, it is the inner hidden layers of who the man really is. And the, you determine what voice that is controlling you. See, but because it's too much of a fight, minister, 
Exactly. We just give in. It's too much of a fight for me to change my path, my way of thinking, and how I feel. Because this has been years of building. No, because the initial onset of the structure and the framework of the blueprint was wrong from the beginning. It has to be blown up. It has to be, it is a hard thing, but it has to be eradicated. It has to be totally destroyed. Nothing of your old thoughts can remain because if it does, this is the turmoil and still the, the tragic thoughts of, and this is the lust and desires that pull you back. If you have one inkling of that semen of that path that you were on in your old life, it still calls you. But when you're in an environment that what wants to clean out everything in you, it's someone like who has been in a car accident. It's very painful because something, see, it was trauma, not only to the physical body, but to the mental body. The mental mind. And so the mind is hurting. The physical body is hurting. And many people give up because of the pain. But only the one who has the mind of Christ. Because that, that, that actually infuels you with the empowerment to go beyond the pain in your body. Beyond my mental struggles that keep going on inside of me. See, and it has a voice and it plays out different things and it gives you your very end. But you have to say, but God has already has a plan for me. Prepared and fenced in. This, this is not my life. This is not what he created me to be and how to live. And you begin to create new thoughts. And if you continue in those new thoughts, and it's a scientific fact. First 21 days. Then 64 days it become a permanent thought. But we won't do it long enough for it to be a permanent new path in our brains because there are pathways, neurons that create it, and you don't want to rethink. It's too painful. It's only painful because you keep trying instead of following through the thought. You have to break through once and for all that thought. That thought. And this is what my sister is dealing with. She has a tumor in her brain, and, and she is having to deal with the... She, she is saying, I, she texted me yesterday, and she said, I, um, I'm not myself. My thinking, they're not my thoughts. Now, if she has a brain tumor and she is aware that she is not thinking like she should, we as believers definitely should know you're not thinking as you should. And she has this fight in her because she believes she, she believes in the prayers that we pray. She believes in the word of God. 
Now she sees how many times that God has prevented her early death. She's done many things and she said, I see how God has kept me. She said, I should have been gone a long time ago because of the life I lived. But she is so much pain. She's in pain 24-7 with morphine. But she said, I want to live. See, oh, come on, Holy Spirit. She said, but I want to live. She said, I'm, I, I don't want to die. See, your want is your driving force. If you don't want to do what you're doing, then you won't do what you're doing because you don't want to do it. But there is, see, that's why there is not a prayer that can be prayed. See, the, and I said this on Friday night, the gospel cannot penetrate beyond your want because your want has a lust that drives it drives past the prayer or the good gospel the good news because God says I can't he said there is no prayer that I can pray against your want the gospel cannot penetrate your will it's one thing and I said that uh, on Friday night, it's one thing when a man is, is trying to talk to a woman. Matter of fact, I use my baby girl, Dre. Adriana. I use her. I said, you're going on the campus, and, and the guy probably trying to talk to you. He, he's trying to do more than talk to you. He wants activity. Yes, I said, so you say no verbally. But then he come back, and he said, well, can't we just at least go to a movie? Go to the movie. But then he want to hold your hand or... His own now. Because you know what? He knew your no was a yes. Because he knew what you wanted. See? And it's going to happen. See, you can say no. But you know that your no is not no. Your no is yes. It's just a matter of time that you fully give in to that yes. But with the word of God, I'm telling you, nothing is impossible if you want it. You have to want it bad enough that you can go beyond your pain and you can go beyond your suffering. You have to do it constant enough that now your spirit man has taken ascendancy over your flesh. And now it becomes a weaker voice because there's a voice in your conscience that has a ruling authority. This is why you can't do what you, Paul says, what I would want to do that's right. I find myself, I can't do it. I'm always doing what's wrong because there is a ruling authority in your conscience. Oh, we're going to end this. Y'all, those who want prayer. <laughs>